it's an entrepreneurial journey. It's you versus the mirror every single day. Like the only person who's going to create results in your music business or your filmmaking or being a artist, you know, there's a picture behind me. Like the only person who's responsible for that is you and nobody else cares. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. everybody welcome back to the rich mind podcast and today i'm coming to you with another fantastic guest he's actually down in jacksonville florida i've got with us steve shane steve is a successful realtor he actually started his time in the nashville area which is a very hot market this was uh, might not have been as hot as it is today or was uh, but at the same time when he started he ramped up to super successful in that market in a relatively short period of time, which I'm super excited to get into that conversation. But then he since has moved down to Jacksonville, Florida, where he is with, uh, he has two young children. We actually didn't talk about if it was boys or girls, but- Two little girls. Yeah, yeah two little girls. I've got two little girls. That's, that's, well, mine aren't little anymore, but I've got two girls anyways, but yeah. Mine are that. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. But anyways, he's down in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we met at a business conference last but about a year ago, about I think it was last June, if I'm not mistaken. This is uh, we're recording this about uh, early June of 2023. We met in June of 2022 down in Nashville is where we met. Uh, he's just a super guy. We had a great connection, uh, getting to know each other a lot more. We've followed each other since on the socials. Uh, just love the stories and things that he's putting out there in the world. And I just know that this is going to be a super conversation. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Appreciate that, Randy, man. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you just making some time. I really do. Yeah. It's going to be great. Like I said, as I followed you in our brief conversations that we've had in the past, they've just been super powerful, right? So it's just a matter of trying to dig into your brain and get some of your wisdom that you've, the experience that you've had. And I just know that it, uh, what's going to come of this is going to be super valuable. So can you start off with just kind of just rambled off a few of the bullet points there, the high level stuff, the 35,000 foot, uh, can you just kind of dive in a little deeper and get everybody a little bit uh, more about you? More about sure, that sounds great. Um, I grew up, uh, my family moved around a lot growing up. So bouncing around, you made you me very malleable to life. Uh, and then in my early 20s, I was in Los Angeles chasing the dream. I was trying to do the acting and the music stuff. Um, and then around, I think, my early 30s, uh, I had this moment where I was like, okay, if I want to have a family, if I want that phase of life, I'm not going to find it in Los Angeles. Uh, and I moved to Nashville to continue making music. And I got there and I realized, I may be trying to make music and make a living at it for another 30 years. Um, quite literally, it was an experience where I'm sitting behind the bar as a bartender on Broadway in Nashville, like in the middle of the, the, the noise and the madness. And the guy who wrote Friends in Low Places is on one side of the bar and two executives from Bridgestone Tires are on the other side. Um, and so Friends in Low Places is drinking, you know, $2 PBRs, uh, you know, and crumbled up bills hitting the table. And he was nice to talk to. Then I talked to these guys who are the executives. I'm like, I can keep up with them. Like, I know exactly what they're doing. Um, and I can kind of, I understand where they are in their conversation. And in that moment, I realized that I could be the guy with the crumbled up bar bills at the end of the table. And I almost like physically got sick while I'm on shift. <laughs> um, because it was this realization that um, I may be trapped in this life of trying to be an artist. Um, and uh, from that point, I, and at that point, I met a pretty girl who, you know, eventually had a little family. And now I have a two little girls and she has her life as well. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I was motivated to go create a life that has stability. And I got into real estate. My mom was into real estate uh, when she you know, was raising us. So I knew quickly that I could make money. But what I didn't realize that when you have a, a motor chasing after something that's impossible, which is pursuing the arts because it takes all you're, you're the janitor you're, you're everything you know 
you're the CEO, you're the F, you know, you're the creative director, you know, I'm creating music videos, I'm casting them, like I'm doing all the things to try to bring attention to me. If you apply that to a normal business where people actively are seeking out that product, you can be very, very quickly, very successful. Um, because you're, you're built with this motor. Um, you and I chatted before we actually started recording that, like, you know, what do I do with my hands? Like this idea of like, if I have downtime, I should be doing something. We're, we're just built that way. Um, I applied that, that motor to real estate and quickly, you know, became in an office of like 300 agents. I was a top 20 agent within my first year. And uh, I was very fortunate to have amazing mentors, people who are, you know, a part of the National Association of Realtors on the leadership side in my office. Um, you know, one of the leading real estate coaches in the country uh, online, his, uh, one of his speakers kind of earmarked me and said, hey, Steve, you've got some talent. You're sharing your stuff in front of um, the office. Why don't you, you know, come talk to us about being one of our coaches for our organization? And very quickly, I got put into rooms that totally expanded my mind because I went from being, you know, within two years, uh, a struggling artist and a bartender to a top real estate agent and coaching for one of, if not the biggest real estate coach in the country. Um, and I'm in rooms having conversations about business. And it just, it opened up a whole new life to me of, oh, this is a new way to apply my motor to things that excite me and, and get me engaged. Um, and uh, I had a lot of success with that. I moved down to Jacksonville um, Beach because why not? If you can sell houses, sell them anywhere, especially the beach. Um, <laughs> and I had some good success here, but I was really focusing on uh, building a coaching and marketing company. Um, and I've realized personally that real estate as a residential real estate agent, it has, it has this cap. And the reason you and I met was we were at a conference about buying businesses. Um, and what I realized was I could work for 30 years and the same thing happened to my mom. She worked for 25 years doing real estate. And then one day she just stopped, you know, she built this big, beautiful business and then it just ends. There's no asset. There's nothing to sell all that time and effort and energy and devotion that you put into creating systems and processes and all this stuff. There's nothing, there's no exit. And once that seed was planted in my mind, it ruined real estate for me <laughs> because I, I just felt like I was wasting time. Um, so over the past two years, I've been trying to build this uh, team and opportunity to go ahead and go buy businesses and just trying to find the right one. So I'm in this weird transition period where I'm actively growing and building my business that I have, which is real estate, with the knowledge that I'm trying to acquire something that eventually I could have an exit on, you know, and uh, it's like flipping a house, but you have so much more control over the asset because you're controlling you're controlling the processes, the systems, the income. So you can increase value, uh, very similar to multifamily property, uh, but you can do it in a shorter period of time where you're not stuck in seven to 10 year, you know, cycles. Um, that is a very long winded way of saying I'm here now in transition in life, uh, looking for the next thing. And it's, it's a unique, it's a unique moment. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still serving my clients right after this, I'm jumping in a car and I'm going to be filling houses. Um, and I'm passionate about marketing and I'm working with a marketing company to grow their business all the while just building resources, building out a team that when the right business comes along, we can hit the road running. Um, yes, that was a very long hit. <laughs> no, that's, see, that's um, where I told you that that's, that's yeah. gold, right? That's what I'm talking about. And I'm super excited. I knew this conversation was gonna be fantastic. So that's where, so just you, that exp explanation you just gave, right? So I've got so many questions already in my mind. I'm trying to think of where that's I want to go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where I want to go first, because I just want to dig a little bit deeper. But my first thought that when you were talking about your experience with the uh, music industry, and we don't need necessarily go into details as far as like the, the slug of, of going through the day-to-day -day grind and that good stuff. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I would assume that all of that preparation, right? All of that effort and energy, it's like you were talking about, uh, you just weren't necessarily using it on the right tool, right? You were, so that experience you gained, I assume when you came over speaking in front of people, right? I mean, you, you're presenting, right? In just a different way into a, in front of a different group. Obviously you got a very different impact and a different, uh, different result based on that, that group that you were speaking in front of. Can you talk about that a little bit as far as like the, uh, the wisdom and the knowledge that you gained uh, from the hard work, from trying to get uh, 
I assume the record deals and writing the songs yep. and getting in, in, you know, your gigs and that kind of stuff and how that related over then into this real estate world that you're in now. I mean, they, they correlate directly because it's an entrepreneurial journey. It's you versus the mirror every single day. Like the only person who's going to create results in your music business or your filmmaking or being a artist, you know, there's a picture behind me. Like the only person who's responsible for that is you and nobody else cares until they do, right? Nobody cares until they do. So you have to keep showing up for you when there's, when physically there is no result that everybody else would. You know, if I'm, if I'm selling a widget, you know, I work really hard and I can say, hey, do you want to buy my widget? And somebody says, yeah, you're like, oh, I've got, it gave me a little bit of, you know, a little bit of juice to keep going. With creating content, it's, I mean, it's, it's you versus you and maybe you get some likes, maybe somebody shares it, you know, your, your aunt and your uncle say, hey man, have you thought about getting a real job? Like those things that are <laughs> happening all the time. And I'm saying that because that actually happened to me. You're like, hey, yeah. you know, like you're really good, but like, you know, right? how long are you going to do this? Um, and it's that, it's that you versus you experience all the time. Um, and then when you apply that to a traditional business, it, it's still you versus you because nobody cares about, nobody cares about your business until it, it directly impacts them and it actually helps them and it helps them grow. Um, and so it's, that will continue to be the case for, for guys who are stepping up and, and trying. But another, one of my favorite things about being an artist and a performer is people limit themselves because of their fear. Like I can't get up in, on a stage and, and present. I can't um, do video. I can't do a podcast because I don't, I'm scared about how I look and things like that. When you're an artist, you get a case of, I don't want to say the fuck it's, I'm going to curse. I apologize for anybody who no you know, is, is leaning in the opposite direction of that. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's this idea that like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> like I'm going to be okay. So I'm going to try, I'm going to get on stage, I'm going to fail and I'm going to try again and I'm going to keep trying. So my desire to chase after what I want is so much bigger than my fear that I can march through it uh, in a way that a lot of people just don't have. Um, and being a performer taught me that to keep showing up, even though there's only three people in the audience next week, there might be four and next week there might be five. Like, I, I played a lot of shows to just, you know, the bar staff. <laughs> um, but you show up the next week and all of a sudden there's 25 people because it motivated you. It was like, oh, I didn't call enough people. So I had to call more people to bring them to my show. Uh, and it's the same thing with building a business, especially in the sales world. Like, oh man, this month really was lean. I got to work harder next month so I can drive more business. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's very similar to what I'm dealing with, even like you said, with this podcast, right? I don't know yeah. if anybody's going to show up or not. I, I I put it out there. I try to do the best that I possibly can, right? Try to get, uh, you know, my editor in the background, he's doing a fantastic job. I try to get the the images and I promote it, and, but I don't have any idea, but I just keep showing up, right? Some yeah. episodes you think are going to be fantastic flop and some of them that you're like, huh, that's interesting. And it takes off, right? Yeah. And, and everything in between. And that's where that's super valuable to the point of the the idea that it's just taking that step, right? Putting yourself out there, getting a result. It may mm -hmm. not be necessarily a good feeling result. I don't want to say, you know, negative or failure, but at the same time, it it's, might not be the, uh, the outcome that you're looking for, but then it's doing it again, right? Stepping up, doing it again and again and again and again. And eventually, yeah, you're going to either hit, hit it, right. And do what you need to do, or you're going to get the download of, okay, maybe I need to take my experience and pivot over into something different. And which is exactly what you did, which that's, that's super cool. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing again. And I can't wait to hear more about this transition. We were talking about that once again, before we hit record and yeah. we're both kind of in that same pivot and our pivot with our lives, right. With the businesses and, and just life in general. So mm -hmm. let's dive into the three questions real quick. Let's get those okay. out of the way. I, I know once again, that the answers are going to be great. So I'm, I'm looking forward They'll to probably be long. Well, that's fine. And that's where, you know, we've got a, you know, a hard stop and you gave me that and I will stick to that. But at the meantime, we're going to pack in as much wisdom as we possibly can here throughout the podcast. So who has been the biggest influence on your life, Steve? Um, I mean, I wish I could, I could equate it down to one. I think the, the biggest one is going to be my dad. 
my dad has this incredible ability to believe in me and give me faith in myself. Like I, I am incredibly blessed that I was raised by parents who taught me, who just loved and believed in me, you know, and that, that any self doubt that was in my brain. And there was, there was years and years of it. Um, it came from me. It, it didn't come from them. They didn't, they didn't undermine my dream, my vision. You know, they said, go to LA and try to be a musician. Good luck. Like we want, we want that success for you. If that's what makes you happy. And if it works, awesome. Uh, the benefit of having my dad's my, my dad's my friend. He's not my dad. Mm. Um, so he and I talk business, you know, he's a HR executive at a sweet level. So we get to talk about business and that's, that's our language to communicate and bond you know, and then he plays guitar and I play guitar. So that's our language to communicate and bond. Um, so I have a deep loving relationship with my father. And I think that directly impacts all my relationships outside of that, which is incredible. Uh, you know, we grew up with a family with a lot of values and understanding and, uh, you know, and, and I'm very fortunate that we grew up, you know, my dad was a C-suite executive. Like we, we grew up well, there was, there's a lot of good that happened because of the work he put in. Uh, and I hope to one day be able to say my daughters can say the same thing about me. Yeah, um, that's so the whole idea, that's right? Take that and, yeah. and give it back as much as you possibly right. can to your kids right. or even to, to people in your influence and in your circle of influence, mm -hmm. right? That's Absolutely. Powerful. And then there's other people as well. Like, I mean, not to negate what my dad did because my dad's definitely the most, the largest impact in my life. But I got sober when I was like 27 years old. So the first guy who took me through the steps of AA, massive impact in my life because mm -hmm. It gave me the tools for living with a big emotional body that I have that I didn't have before. Cause I was, I was the reason I wrote music was because I, I had big emotions and feelings and I had to put them somewhere. Um, and then if I didn't have that, there were drugs and alcohol to, to numb that. Um, so to have somebody walk me through that process so I could stay sober and live a life, you know, that wasn't absolute chaos anymore. That was a big direct impact on my life. And, and really, I mean, I would say that decision in my life was the biggest pivot of my life because everything changes after that. Um, when you have to live inside your body without being able to medicate it, <laughs> it's, it's a different experience. Um, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I get to, you know, be present for my family all the time. Well, congratulations for that. Right. Uh, it's, I know that's gotta be a huge step. I can't speak from experience on that myself, but at the same time, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Congratulations on getting to that point for yourself for finding that mentor, right? Your father, yeah. this gentleman, yeah. right. That's, that's super cool. Let's take their mentorship and then put it into action because you could have <clears> met these folks. I mean, obviously your dad, you're going to be in relationship with your dad, but at the same time, you, you could have taken this information or wisdom from this gentleman and just bypassed it, right? Which yeah. would give you a wholly, totally different result than what you have today. Yeah. So that's super cool. I mean, I, being in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, not everybody gets it. Like majority mm -hmm. people miss it, you know? And I'm glad I got to hold on to my seat and hold on to the thing that like keeps me stable in life and being able to build a connection with a higher power and all that other stuff that, that makes life, you know, enjoyable. So it's pretty cool. And then the aspect of uh, being able to take that and expand on it. Because I think everybody's just planting seeds and you're either planting a perennial or you're planting an annual. Mm. Some things are perennials. They're going to, you know, they're going to fall, they're going to blossom and grow. And then, then that, that idea, that moment dies, but some things are perennial and they keep growing and they keep sprouting fruit. I think recovery is that for me. And also just like business building. Cause you know, I got that, that seed from real estate for, for growing and building businesses and coaching other people on how to build processes and systems. And then I bump into people through the internet, like Roland Frazier, Kyle Malin, uh, Sharon Savati, you know, great business minds who then, you know, shoot a new shoot off this annual plant. That's, it's creating a new, you know, tree branch of like, oh, here's the new connection of where we're going with this philosophy of, of the dream. Because all we're doing, in my opinion, as us business builders, we're trying to build a business that supports the lifestyle we want. Mm -hmm. And we had this vision, we had this dream of what that life is supposed to look like. And it may be Lambos and it may be, you know, guns and trucks in the, in the woods. Like, but we have this vision of what we want. We're trying to create the monetary machine that will support that. Um, so finding those mentors who kind of align with that, or at least give you a little bit of information on how to grow that, that machine. So you can have that life. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, my dad again, looks at me and he's like, how do you know these people? <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, <laughs> you were a bartender in a real estate agent. How do you know like the president of these companies? How do you know like hundred million dollar and the power of Facebook and Instagram and building communities and those these masterminds that you know cost five hundred or two thousand dollars to get into, getting in community with these people who are trying, yeah, are trying to grow that dream life through their business. That was literally not possible ten years ago. Like we we have a cheat code in in such an amazing way. When I started real estate, this was not something that existed. Yeah, even in relatively a short period of time ago, right? Yeah. But yeah, I I say that and I talk about that a lot here on the show, right? That that's been a little bit. Of a, you mentioned a cheat code, right? For myself personally, right, is spending the money, spending the time, getting in the rooms. You've got to show up and participate. You can't just sit in the back of the room with your arms crossed and and just be to yourself. You can't do that. And it can be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, right? But depending on the conversations, but at the same time, putting yourself out there with different folks from different walks of life. It's amazing how quickly you can get to know and how humble. I don't know what I'm trying to think of the right word. These folks that you would perceive to be, I don't want to say better, but at the same time, maybe at a different level, maybe than you are, whether it's financially or even uh, just a status, right? Yeah. You think that they would not necessarily be approachable. And that is 100% not the case. Not that's, yeah. that's been my experience. I'm not saying that's that way every time, but every time that I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody that is perceived to be at a different level or a higher level than where I, you know, my aspirations trying to get to, they've been more than willing to just have a conversation or get to know you a little bit. It's really a fun, fun uh, process to do that. Once you really get to hang and realize that, that wow, it's, it's really possible. It, it's incredible. And I, I find that leaders who build something like this, typically they want to bring people with them. Like, because they've, they've reached that promise and they've created that life and they're like, it's possible. And if you're willing to do the work, I will lay breadcrumbs in front of you, but I'm not going to give you the whole cake because you're, you're not going to know what to do with it. The real good leaders are dropping small breadcrumbs. Like, all right, if you accomplish this and I'll give you a little bit more, if you accomplish this, I'll give you a little bit more. And they, they see, you know, are you worth my time and effort? That's, that's what the breadcrumbs for. Right. And then when you show up and like do it a phenomenal job. I mean, what, what a better you know, champion to have in your corner than somebody who's been to the top of the mountain, who's helping you get there so you can build your own. Super powerful. I, I agree hundred percent. That's, that's great. So that kind of leads me into the second question. Then as far as your challenge, what's been your biggest challenge and what have you learned from it? We've talked about a few things here already, right? But yeah, I'd be curious to hear what that would be. What kind of answer you'd have for that question? Well, I mentioned earlier in, in, in our conversation that, you know, I met a pretty girl and She's not in my life anymore, but I got, I got two little pretty girls that are, that's what I have two peaches up here. My, my daughters are my peaches. They're sweet mm. on wow. the outside and hard on the inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've got these beautiful little girls in my life because of uh, my angst. But honestly, it's that, that relationship falling apart. That was, oh, I mean, that messes, especially as a man who's trying to be a provider who, who wants to show up for his family. And, you know, the, the, the ego trip that happens when a relationship like that falls apart, the financial toll that takes, that's part of my transition right now. I think I'd be, you know, five or six steps ahead if I didn't, if I wasn't going through a two year gross divorce that cost more money than my business made that year <laughs> or the year before, <laughs> you know, it's trying to catch up to where I think I should be, but I, apparently I'm not supposed to be there. Cause if I was supposed to be there, I'd be there right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but that that experience of okay, who am I? Who am I am as, as as a father? Who am I as a romantic partner? Who am I who am I as a as a leader in my business? As a as a coach to my my agents? Because I you know during that process of that falling apart, I was right before that fell apart officially. I was building a marketing company. The beginning of COVID, I connected with some guys in the Philippines, and in in about six months, I built out a thirty person call center focused uh, on generating leads for real estate investors and real estate agents. And it was going to be great. It was going to be awesome, but we were startups. So we weren't making enough money. We were like, just, it was just enough to pay a couple bills and build this out. And I was living off, uh, you know, some savings plus COVID, you know, it just capped the real estate market for a little while before it exploded. And I was chasing this thing. Cause again, I wanted to find a business that I could have an exit with. And uh, the, the relationship fell apart and we, I had to move on. And I realized that I was like, okay, I'm about to enter a very heavy period of life. I need something that's going to deliver money on a regular basis. So I jumped back into real estate. Uh, in the course of you know less than 24 months, I built a team of eight agents. We sold over 200, uh, over 100 homes in that time period. Mm -hmm. Like we just, 
I figured out how to systematize something that most people take their whole life to figure out. And I did it in about six months. Um, again, it was being in rooms with elite agents who had already done that, um, copying what they're doing, like literally just literally copying it. <laughs> Cause like, if you've done it, it works. I'm going to copy, you know, I was able to build that, that opportunity, but the challenge of that, that relationship falling apart was the, the straw that changed who I was. Cause it was, it was a reminder of like, why, what was my responsibility in this relationship? Why did I do, what, what did I do wrong? Like, how did I mess up that I need to change in the next relationship that I don't let something like this happen again? Hmm. Um, you know, we all have our complex parts of relationships. Some people fit really well. Some people don't, but if I'm not looking at me, if I, again, it's me versus the mirror every single day and my relationships, my parenting, you know, my leadership. And if I'm not doing that, if I'm not taking that time to figure out how can I improve where I am? That was a wasted opportunity. I'm going to have to, and, I, and I'm going to have to repeat this in the future. And I don't, because I know it's expensive, painful, and, you know, it's hard. So if I want to avoid that, I have to learn a lesson when presented. Hopefully I've learned it. We'll find out in the next relationship. <laughs> we'll find out, right? But that's the whole idea is that you yeah. learn, uh, you internalize, and then you have to apply, right? I mean, it's, it's a process. It's not a... Mm -hmm. The internal reflection is usually the hardest part. Uh, I've, I've said openly on, on my podcast that the hardest work that I've ever done was that internal, the dialogue, uh, the emotions, all of that, right? It has to be done, though, to get a different result. But it's still not easy. So, uh, you know, congratulations on having and working yourself through that process as far as understanding that. And then, like you said, we'll see what, what the next result will be. And that'll be yeah. your test, right? Well, and it's also, again, like, if you're willing to look for solutions, you're going to be able to go through hard times better. Like I picked up the books on relationships. I picked up the books on manhood. I picked up the books on mindfulness. And, you know, if you know Mickey Singer and the untethered soul, if you're, if you're struggling with that you versus the mirror thing, pick up the untethered soul because that will change the way you think about your thinking. And the minute you change the way you think about your thinking, that's when you can actually make progress in the areas that you're not making progress because you're going to be like, Oh, that's not me. That's just a thought. I'm not, I'm not attached to that thought. And that's like a whole nother uh, space for mindfulness to go. We can go deep into that. Um, yeah. But again, I had to go do that work. I had to learn how to think differently. So I don't make the same mistake so I can grow past that. And yeah, it's, and if you're willing to look for the solution, it is out there. There are books, there are leaders, there are podcasts, there are faith-based communities, there's whatever you need, you can go find that. And so I think that's what that challenge in my life, that, that's the biggest challenge today. Hopefully that will be the, the biggest challenge for the future too, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the universe and God have some, some plans for me that, that will <laughs> be presented when needed. <laughs> and that's going to be, uh, so when you get to whatever that new outcome will be, right, that's going to be an exciting day for you for all the challenges and all the work that you've put in up to this point, right? And you don't mm -hmm. know where it's going to be, but keep stepping into it with faith. Because yeah. just like what you were talking about at the very beginning, when, when uh, you have an idea, uh, you just step into it. You don't know what the result's going to be. You just keep stepping into it, realizing yeah. that if you do the work, you've got to do the work. So it's an internal work just as much as it is an external work. Doing that, it's going to change the results. And that's, that's super powerful. So I appreciate you sharing that, that message and that story uh, about uh, this challenge that you've had in your life. So, that, so you've shared already tons of nuggets of wisdom, right? So I, I'm going to prod you. I'm trying to get you one more, right? So the last question that I've got for you is that if you could go back. So I'm envisioning this, this guy at the bar. You had this me talking about this guy at the bar, right? So I'm envisioning you like in your 20-ish year old self, right? Sitting in the middle of the bar. You've got this one gentleman to your right that's the uh, trying up and coming, trying to do the music and all that good stuff. And then you've got these executives to your left, right? That's the vision that you kind of painted in my mind. So if mm -hmm. you could go back to that 20-year-old self, Knowing what you know now through these challenges, through all of this work, can you think of one more nugget of wisdom in there that you would like to have shared with that person, uh, that individual that would have uh, exponentially growth, grown your, your life to this point? Part of me is like the, the only thing I would go back and tell my 20-year-old self is stop drinking. Like mm. stop drinking, go to AA, you know, find, find the tools to live with your big feelings. But in the same respect, like every single event that has happened in my life has led to where I am right now. They're all little dominoes. Some are big, some are small. And I'm grateful for who I am and what I've become. 
And I could not have become this guy without those hurdles. You and I are both a big fan of Jim Rohn, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, and Jim Rohn talks about like, he's having that conversation with Earl Shope and he's, as Earl Shope says, I think you should become a millionaire. And, you know, Jim Rohn's like, oh, I'd like to do that. He's like, it's not because it's going to make you a million dollars. It's about who you will become to earn the right to earn a million dollars. What I've learned in my experience is it's about the becoming. The becoming is where the game is. You know, I was thinking while we were chatting here, like all the doors that have happened, that have opened for me, like all these huge opportunities that have, that have just landed in my lap and I had an opportunity. Do I walk through that door or do I not? I chose to walk through that door. And then beyond that door, there's 25 other opportunities and, and cool things. And again, my dad's like, how do you know these people? I'm like, cause I keep walking through these doors, even though I'm scared, I'm unprepared, I'm unqualified, but if the door is open for me, go through it. And it's that idea of who do you become in this process? Like if I end up in life and I'm broke and I'm, but I'm happy and I'm content and my, my daughters are healthy and happy and they have a healthy relationship with me, I still think I won, right? Having said that, I still want the cash and prizes. <laughs> <laughs> I still want my girls to be able to go to college and like not have to pay for it. Like I, I want the cabin in the woods that's like off grid and like, you know, living off the land. I want all that, the cash and prizes, but the cash and prizes come from the becoming. Mm. They come from who I had to become to earn that opportunity. Me wanting to own a business and build a business and eventually sell a business, it has very little to do with the, like, yeah, I want the exit because I want a, you know, a big cash grab, but really it's who am I going to become and how am I going to be that person who gets there? Um, Zig Ziglar talks about uh, be, do, have, and you know, the, the Keller Williams, you know, ecosystem has, you know, stolen that pretty, you know, and I mean, Tony Robbins talked about it. It's about who do I have to be to have that life? It's not what do I have to do to have that life? It's who do I have to be? And that being, that becoming is to me what it's all about. I hope one day I get to, I, I get to have the cash and prizes and I get the, the growth personally and I get to have the relationships with the people I want. I really hope that that's, that's possible. And honestly, if I do the work, I think it possibly could happen. And I'm pretty confident by the end of this year, I should be able to find the right business to pick up. But again, it's finding that right business that fits my skill set, my community, my team that I've built so I can work on the becoming. Something I believe in is something called the freedom machine. And the freedom machine is your business. If your business, you build it strong enough where you can pull yourself out, that you're, you're checking in, you know, three, four hours a day, managing your managers, and it becomes the ATM for your life that you continue, continue to give to other people. And that's, that's the freedom machine is the machine, but the becoming of me is the fuel for that machine. I know that sounds super esoteric and weird. No. Um, Anybody that's listening to the bot, this podcast, that's not true because we talk about that a lot. So yeah. you're, you're nailing points that I talk about almost on every episode. So yeah, please continue. That's fantastic. You're 100% correct in my opinion. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's, that's the path for me. Follow my energy, follow my focus. And that's also the struggle I'm, I'm experiencing in this transition of moving from, you know, doing real estate and, you know, working this marketing job uh, to finding my business to build. It, it's that struggle of, how do I find the right business that, that leans into my skill sets? How do I find the thing that's right for me? Because there's this idea, maybe it's impossible, maybe it's a lie, maybe it's something that it's the dream that I have to go chase and I have to lean into that harder. I don't know right now, but it's this idea that there's, there is a specific thing that is out there that, that meets all my criteria. And when I hit that, it's going to be rocket fuel. That plus the right team, oh my gosh, what's, what's possible is possible because when I think about, you know, I, I don't particularly enjoy selling real estate. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Just, no, don't make this the, uh, the real. Yeah, there you go. You post out. <laughs> I don't particularly enjoy it. And I was able to build a 20 million plus team in less than two years on something I didn't enjoy because I had to do it, right? I was able to produce and create multiple records on something that I really enjoyed. And nobody watched it, but I'm really proud of the work I did because I did it. I showed up for myself and I did it. When that sweet spot of the right business, the right opportunity, and that work ethic and that ability hit at the same time, like I'm very confident that 
I'll be able to build the freedom machine. I'm very confident that that exists and that's real. And then when I'm messing up, I can call people like Sean Savati, or I can call you and I can call, you know, Kyle Malin and be like, I am at a loss for what to do now. They're like, oh, I've done that three times here. I do X, Y, Z. And I've got the cheat code because of the network that's been built. I'm beyond lucky to be where I am right now. Cause I know when, when that opportunity hits, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's so going to be hard, but it's going to be fun. It's hundred percent. It's going to be hard. And that's the freedom machine. I want to, so, you know, I'm going to put a pin in that for a second. I want to come back to that. That's, that's okay. where I want to go next, but I just want to just, we are very similar in that point of our lives. Uh, I feel that very similar to that. Right. So I'll, I just wanted to share real quick. A mentor of mine, my yes. coach is having me, we were talking about this for hit record as well, leaning into the idea of being okay with not just being busy to being busy, right? Not necessarily just going to, you know, chasing after the, butter, you know, Jim Rome talks about chasing butterflies, right? You don't necessarily need to be the one just going out and just doing something just to be doing it, being okay with knowing what your parameters are, right? So you're your freedom machine, you know what that's going to look like and taking your skill set. And if, when you find that group, when you find that person, when you find that opportunity, you plug in and it's going to be like you said, you said, you said at rocket fuel, there's actually a book. And I actually was reading it yesterday called rocket fuel. That's you haven't read book. that book. Any, any of the traction books are just gold. Yeah. So I was literally reading. So as soon as you said that, I was like, ding, cause that was another thing that I literally was reading that yesterday. So I'm trying to determine integrator versus visionary, right? Um, that's another challenge he's, he's pushing me on to determine exactly what I am. Let me kind of just put a bow on that. The point being is that well, but here, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you just for a second. Yeah, please. Because of who we are and how we're built, we can do both. We can integrate and we can visionary. And then separating those into different roles as we transition, that's actually probably harder because we know I could probably integrate better than you right now. <laughs> I gotta I gotta got fool myself. I gotta put, like, take my hand. That's not my job anymore. Or it's like, yeah. you're like, you're talking to a visionary. You're like, you're missing the mark because if we go this way, but you're like, but I, I can't, I gotta pull my hand back because I'm, I'm an integrator right now. Um, that's, that's a big challenge for, for folks like us because we've, we've done all the things. We've been the janitor, the CEO we've, and the visionary. Like we've done it all. So to be able to, and we all, and we do it at such a high level that it's hard it's hard to turn that over to somebody else. I don't know if that, if that helps no, at all. I know. It is. So, but I think though, so the things that are going on in my mind, based on what you've said, and then also what I was reading and thinking about personally yesterday, right? So I was reading and journaling and that kind of stuff, working on this literally yesterday was that the idea though, but when you find that vision, you know, the, you know what I mean? Determine who you are, right? And then find that, that person, the partnership, the, the company, whatever, to plug your main piece of your skill set into. That is where you're talking about this freedom machine will just, it'll, it'll literally launch to the point where you won't even be, you'll look back and you're like, wow, what in the world was, was I thinking back then, right? All of that hard work will then exponentially grow into a potentially a, this exit that you're talking about, or even if it's just a, a, a business that's this freedom, freedom machine spitting out cash to the point where you literally can do anything you want with your, your two little daughters and, mm -hmm. and live that lifestyle. So I guess, yeah, trying to figure out who you are, who do you need to become, right? Doing that internal work, right? So that's been the theory or the kind of the, the discussion throughout this entire podcast so far is that understanding who you are, knowing the, the journey that you've been on, taking those experiences, stepping through the doors, having the faith to get into the rooms, to learn it from those people. Yeah, it's, it, that's the, it's not fast, but at the same no. time, that's the secret, in my opinion, is you've got to be willing and have the faith to do those things and then be willing and ready to plug in. So when you had the epiphany, I don't know exactly, you, it's, you made this uh, point earlier in the conversation where you realized that being a realtor, it's like you're the sum of one, meaning it's like you're either out there doing it or it's not being done, right? So yeah. I had that epiphany very similar with my life too. I was brought up with the idea that I had to do it all. I had to be the one there again, like you said, building the business, right? I had to do everything. I had to, <laughs> to the point where you're just running ragged and you're not necessarily getting any traction. So I just want to kind of dig into the, the feelings and the ideas when you had that epiphany of realizing that this isn't going to get me to this freedom, right? This freedom that you're looking for, mm -hmm. this freedom machine, doing it all by yourself and the idea of, how did that, you know, those ideas, those thoughts in your mind, 
move you into a different direction, which is where we met probably in that, that business conference, right? So the idea of, of, of building a machine that uh, is spitting out cash, whether it's a real estate business or even a brick and mortar, whatever the business is, it doesn't necessarily matter. Mm-hmm. But can you just talk about that epiphany that you had a few years back being a realtor and realizing yeah. that I can't keep doing this or, you know what I mean? You're not going to necessarily get the result that you're looking for. It was, again, it's all about those dominoes. Um, I became a real estate coach with, you know, Tom Ferry, one of the best real estate coaches in, in the country for, you know, the individual and team real estates, because I was sitting at tables with people who are far more advanced than me. I bumped into this guy named Sharon Cervati, who Sharon uh, had a big exit with a brokerage that he ran in Beverly Hills. And uh, everybody was, you know, everybody's like, Sharon's the smartest guy, guy in the game. You know, he came from he came from Goldman, I think, and, you know, figured out how to do an exit when in a business and a company in the industry that you can't get exits in, you know, you know, he's the smartest guy of the game. So whatever Sean said or did, I, I, I would do it because again, follow the lead of the people who've done it to this day. Sean's like the smartest guy. And I, he's, I don't know if you're a big marketing fan, but Alex Hormozzi, mm-hmm. um, Bedrus, uh, Koolian, I think his name is like Sean mentors them. Like the, the people that, that we look at as mentors in the internet space, their mentor is Sharon. And so when Sharon says to do something, you do it. And um, he was connected with a guy named Roland Frazier. Roland Frazier, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, launched this, you know, uh, business buying online clinic because we're all sitting at home. This is like March, April of 2020, like when nobody knows what's going on, all the money just dried up. Everything is chaos and and i was like all right i'm gonna throw a couple bucks into this you know program and see if it makes sense for me to to learn but also it's just a way to pass time but it, it that's when the light turned on it was like i knew that i being a full-time real estate agent or running a big full t- team for the rest of my life i knew that wasn't going to be my path and i was trying to find the next thing and I'd done a bunch of startups at that point, you know, I was, you know, I had the marketing startup. I was, you know, I'd done the e-com thing. Like I've, I've been trying to do all these things and realizing that the gas it takes to launch a business is so huge. I, I imagine, you know, when we think about the old rockets from uh, the eighties, the you know, you had this tiny little rocket on three giant canisters, right? But those canisters were all gas. Like it took that much gas to launch this tiny shuttle off the platform, right? And that's what it is to launch a business. It takes so much money, time, and effort. But once it's up in the air, this tiny little shuttle can fly through space very simply. Well, why, why spend all that time, money, and effort on something that may not launch on a startup when you can find something that's already functioning, already running, and has cash flow that, all right, now I just have to figure out how to get it more altitude you know, get more sales, get more opportunities, get, become more profitable, um, use my skill set that I've been acquiring over these business coaching opportunities to actually apply it to something that could have an exit. And that's what the Roland Frazier stuff taught me. And through that, I think actually through Roland's epic class, I met Kyle Malin. Kyle um, is, you know, one of my favorite people on the internet. And that's the, the conference you and I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is he like just good people, he's really smart about what he does. You know, he's figured out how to buy, you know, this this one to $10 million business sector, scale it and flip them and be able to teach that in a very, very simple way to, to gather and gives you the confidence to go out and try it, you know, and uh, building a relationship over the past few years with him has been really cool. And that's, that's the process. It was that one little domino that fell, that door that opened. And I was like, all right, well, if everybody says Sean's the smartest, I'm going to do what Sean tells me to do, right? And it, and it was continuing to do that. And uh, I was I was chatting with uh, somebody uh, recently, and was just like, man, this this startup real estate game is tough. And we both kind of came to the point where, like, you know, the the game is multifamily and business exits. If we can just focus on multifamily buildings and business exits, you know, we can really build the life that that we want. That is the long term vision: multifamily or commercial. Uh, property and and business exit. So that's the hope. That's the goal. You know, whether it's a laundromat that's picking out thirty thousand dollars a year net profit. You know, that covers one kid's private school. Let's go, let's go get him the laundromat. We'll cover the next kid's laundry private school. You know, it's, it's those. 
it doesn't have to be the big robust one big machine it could be we could be stacking small simple businesses or we could find one business that can turn out that that income level that we're looking for so that's that's where i'm headed that's what i'm working on uh, and again trying to find that sweet spot of a business that makes a lot of sense to me um that that fits my skill set and uh, i'm going to keep looking you know and you said that you're you're you've mentioned this as far as marketing is kind of your passion right you love sales you love marketing is that well, is that what i've heard a, you say it's a natural progression from the arts hmm. like when you really think about it when you're trying to be a musician you're trying to be an artist 90% of your job is hey look at me hey look at me like i need your attention i'm also the youngest of four which is also a skill set of needing people's attention <laughs> but it's this idea that well if i can figure out how to capture your attention and use the correct copy and use the right images and use the right language to hold your attention and now become your authority uh, in that space. If, if you can do that in music, if you can do that in business, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I call it marketing because that's what everybody else calls it. But to me, it's, it's attention. It's attention and retention. Um, if I can have your attention and when you think about buying socks, you think about my company, then I've done my job. Um, uh, marketing is just a comprehensive word for the tools and resources for attention and retention. And you've done that obviously very well, right? You mentioned that you in a brand new market, I would assume when you went to Jacksonville, you were able to build yeah. that up very quickly doing the things that you're talking about. I would assume is that, well, that be it's that, but also understanding that, you know, not every egg has to be cracked the same way. Like I figured out that I, I wanted to build a, what we call a channel business, a channel account business in real estate. So I have a bunch of different vendors that send me business instead of me chasing down business. I'm getting sent good business. I pay a referral fee on top of that. So I'm not getting, I'm not as profitable as I could be, but I'm getting so much more volume and opportunity because I've created a bunch of flows to me, you know, and just like building a, a, a wealth pyramid, the more flows to me is, you know, with the least amount of effort is the way that I can create wealth. So the relationships, right? It starts with the yeah. relationships of yeah. uh, instead of being the hunter, right? You're you're being fed through others that are supplying that that uh, flow of yep. deals or potential customers or clients, right, to you. And yeah. that you know the idea of of starting with the who, as far as who do you need to have out there doing the things for you, is is so super powerful. Which is that that's what I'm hearing. Is that yeah. so? Then you're just tying that into. A business and you just need to tie that into the right business right so that's where getting into that freedom machine uh taking with all the skill set is going to be the rocket fuel i just keep referring yeah. back to the things we've talked about right that's going to take you to this this lifestyle and dream that that yeah it's i can see it i mean you're painting the vision for me and i can i can already see it for you so that's super exciting that's that's super cool on your wall behind you it says believe like belief is the most powerful um tool in your business building you know, you know, tool toolbox, because the minute you lose that, the minute that light goes off or it dims, it's really hard to get back to work. Um, but if you can keep that candle lit and focus on it and let it, even if it's miles away, but you know that it's there, um, you got a chance. Uh, and I, I'm a firm believer that that's, that's possible for both of us and what we're aiming to do. And I'm really excited to be able to, you know, sit on the dock, you know, hang out with you, drink a non-alcoholic beverage, <laughs> and uh, talk about talk about this in the future because I know it's going to happen for both of us because we've got that belief. I look forward to it. I do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's where I knew this conversation was going to be fantastic. I know that uh, as you've mentioned in the past that you're kind of in a little bit of a transition. Is there <clears throat> for people that are like, okay, Steve, I want to learn more about this marketing stuff. I need to learn more about my freedom machine. How do I start doing some of the things that he's done? Uh, where is the best place for people to, to find you and to uh, pick your brain a little bit more? Uh, some of that wisdom that you've got. Probably the most efficient place to find me is Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, so my, my at symbol is at I'm Steve Shane, letter I, letter M, Steve Shane. That's probably the best place to find me. And being in transition, it's, it'll be fun to watch what, what emerges from that marketing tool um, as it happens. Yeah, that's going to be super cool. Any parting words of wisdom? You've shared so much already. Anything else to share with folks before we we call it a day and wrap it up? Just keep growing your community. You know, you know, if, if the people around you aren't having this conversation, go go find more people, and they don't have to be in your backyard. They can be through the internet. They can be, in, you know, the when you surround yourself with people who believe, it's so much easier for you to believe. 
hundred percent folks th this you'll want to replay this again i'm looking forward to re-listening to this myself and i'm sitting here uh, conducting the interview this has been a lot of fun so shane and i met a year ago we literally met a year ago at a conference a a business conference we were at there to try to figure out how to buy and sell businesses just like what we've discussed here on this podcast we struck up conversation in one of the uh, uh, intermissions. I don't even remember if it was this first day, second day, doesn't really matter. But the point is, is we struck up a conversation. We hit it off, meaning the conversation that we had in that brief moment was a lot of fun to the point where we started to follow each other. Uh, we've reached out and then lo and behold, here we are having this conversation today. I've learned a ton of, you know, even more about you than what I already knew. Uh, it's been super fun. I appreciate all the vulnerability and the, all everything you've just shared and discussed uh, totally resonates with me and is exactly the message that I want to bring to my audience here on the Rich Mind Podcast. So Steve, dude, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, this has really been a lot of fun. Folks, go out there, make it a great day. Uh, be appreciative, uh, believe, have faith, realize that having the vision first, right? Have an idea. So he, uh, Steve talked about having this freedom machine. What does that mean for you? What, what is freedom to you? It doesn't matter. Like you said, you can have the yacht or you can have the uh, house up in, in the hills and everything in between. It doesn't matter. It's what your vision is, is the most important. When you have that vision, opportunities are going to start to arise. You need to have the faith and believe in yourself to step forward into those opportunities. It might cost you a little bit. It might cost you a little bit of money. It might cost you a little bit of time. But I will tell you, based on my experience, and it sounds like from Steve's as well, that that Doing that is where the gold is. That's where you're going to find the mentorship, the opportunities, uh, the relationships that are going to get you to the next level to get you closer to that, that, that freedom machine that you're 100% looking for. So go back, re-listen to this episode. I think that uh, if you do that in the different segments, uh, the, the different questions that we asked, I think you'll pull out different nuggets of wisdom uh, through each, each piece. So go out there, have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining us here on the Rich Mind Podcast. And until the next episode, we'll talk to you very soon. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Oh,